2: to the Nutramedical Report, we have Harley Schlanger from Berlin for the LaRouche Foundation and Harley, uh, you have some important things to talk about today. Let's uh, rock and roll.
1: Well, I want to start with the revelations surrounding this guy Peter Strzok, the FBI agent, formerly number two in counterintelligence at the FBI, who's now in a bit of trouble because he was involved in absolutely every bit of the corruption in the fbi in russiagate including the clinton ties including the uh british ties with the dodgy dossier of uh, christopher Steele. well he's the one 96. who
2: took the dossier he was a dossier to amplify and get the the mueller investigation going i mean uh this guy is, is is like one of the key players in the anti-trump investigations and the crimes are committed by hillary clinton and everybody this guy is a key player isn't he
1: Well, if you look at where he was over the period of time, as you say, he was the first person who, he's the guy from the FBI who signed the original task force, signed the papers setting up the original task force to look into the Russian uh, uh, intervention. That was in June of 2016 but in 2015 what was his job he was assigned the Hillary Clinton email case right. he was the one he was in on the July 2nd 2016 interview with Hillary Clinton where Hillary was not under oath uh, that she was not even questioned hard and afterwards Comey said that there's no way he's going to move for a prosecution but even beyond that Stoke was the one or Strzok was the one who Change the language right. from uh, uh, gross negligence, which would have been a potentially uh, actionable offense, to uh, extreme, what was the word? Uh, <laughs> uh, carelessness. Extreme yeah, but carelessness.
2: You know, I, I saw it in Napolitano, though, on Fox News, and legally, the things are really the same. He just tried to twist the words so there would be no further investigation, so the small clique at the top actually. Completely disabled the idea of... And there were people, according to the experts, there were people in the field, agents, who lost their lives or lost their ability to continue doing intel uh, because of this leak. And there was one guy they extradited to the United States from Bulgaria that was actually in his basement or something, hacked in and saw Hillary Clinton going into the server there. Uh, Her server wide open to multiple countries, which he stated, including himself. And some of the uh, classified information there compromised agents and our ability to be able to obtain data about other countries and what they're doing. So well, what Hillary Clinton did was a severe, severe, uh, basically subjugation of American intelligence security. She should be in prison for the rest of her days. And well, her let's, bolun- let's stay, yeah,
1: Bill, let's ahead. just stay focused on this guy's uh, struck for a second because this really is the basis for overturning the whole Mueller investigation. Right. He was in on the Hillary discussion and he was the one along with comey who decided there should be no prosecution from there he went on to the russia thing he was the person one of the 12 people who initially signed on for the fbi to look at the fusion gps dossier paid for by hillary which and uh, hillary's campaign which alleged that trump was uh under sexual blackmail from putin because of escapades in a moscow hotel He is also suspected of being the FBI agent who used that to draft a case that was brought before the FISA court to grant warrants to surveil the Trump campaign. He's one of the people who then, in January of this year, was brought in to interview Michael Flynn. Now, the Flynn interview, and this is the important point on this Flynn question, why did they have to interview Flynn when they already had the transcript of his discussions with the Russian ambassador? There's only one reason, because they wanted to trip him up. They wanted to entrap him. They and wanted him. They, to, they
2: wanted him to spit or lie so that they could trap him, not for giving false information, but for not giving full disclosure about the interactions, which they already had on. I,
1: I don't even think. Well, I don't even think it's it's that complicated. I think that under the. the the ability to identify someone as lying to the fbi if he had the wrong date or the wrong name or one minor point that was wrong from the transcript that's considered a lie So, given that they had the transcript they could frame the questions flynn didn't have the transcript in front of him so he may have said some some things that were not exact as they were in the transcript They then went through that, picked a few out, and said, you've lied to the FBI. Now, at the same time, it wasn't just lying to the FBI that they were looking for. But what they were trying to do was to use Flynn as the entry point into Trump. And so they were trying to find who did Flynn talk to before the meeting. Now, it's very interesting. There's a woman, K.T. McFarland, who I don't think is – she's an old Bush hand – And she was, for a period of time, part of the foreign policy team with Trump. But she wrote an email, which is pretty interesting, because what she said is that the reason Obama imposed the sanctions on Russia was to undermine Trump's election, to box him in, and to provoke him to say something in defense of Russia that they could use to get rid of him. So she said that in an email to Flynn before Flynn went into the discussion. Now, what Flynn did with Sergei Kislyak, the Russian ambassador, is perfectly legal. There's no prohibition against an incoming administration from meeting with representatives of foreign countries. In fact, it's encouraged.
2: I think the uh, communications and intel director in the Congress is looking over this, who's considered one of the best and basically said, this is actually what Flynn's statements were, are the best defense against saying he committed a crime of uh, you know industrial espionage against the U.S. government in violation of various statutes. The only thing they can get him on is not being exactly pristine in his statements to the FBI because he didn't have the transcript in front of him.
1: That's it. Well, and, and, and here's, here's how they do it. By the way, Alan Dershowitz, considered one of the top constitutional lawyers in this country, said there's nothing that Flynn did that was wrong. Now... What he did do was make statements that were in conflict with his transcript from the discussion. So they used that to say to him, look, we can send you to prison for 20 years, we can continue this case, and it's going to cost you millions of dollars to defend yourself, we can throw your kid in prison, your son in prison, or you can plead guilty and start playing ball with us. So that's the great victory of Mueller when it comes to Flint. It's a nothing again. It has nothing to do with uh, meddling or uh, hacking, Russian but, hacking, or Trump collusion. But, but,
2: but, Harley, one of the things that I think is really disgusting about this is when you have a, 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 a an agency that has a specific purpose to try Trump's uh, election to meddling with the Russians and collusion. And it goes off on a tangent like this. And then it threatens someone like Flynn to try to see if they can box him in to make a statement against Trump so they can capture in Literally <coughs> to a geopolitical coup against the Trump administration and their government, which we elected. This is to me Mueller is off the ranch. I mean, he really well, is a, Bill, a, and the fact me, is it's also a distraction from the fact that he was one of the primary FBI agents covering up the collusion that was going on with Uranium one. So Mueller
1: is in a lot of trouble,
2: and, and, well, let's, this and, came, and
1: let's go back let's go back to what you just said, which is really important. This was never about Russian hacking, Russian meddling, or Trump collusion. It was right. always about protecting the Bush and Obama policies, right. which are the policies of the globalists, the City of London, the Wall Street crowd, the, the Anglo-Zionist networks, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. These are the people who think they have the right to control policy. And their complaint is that the American people rejected them and elected right. Trump. So they're trying to overturn the election. Well, well That's I want to
2: I I I put a little LaRouche twist on this. What Lyndon has been talking about is collaboration, which is basically with our Star Wars weaponry system, which got him into prison from elements in the government. that are imprisoned me illegally. Is the real issue is if we make deals with China, which we can stop... You know, have true reciprocal trade, stop cyber hacking, and get some kind of a reasonableness so we don't go to conflict with China, and we defang in the process, North Korea, through diplomatic things, because if we start a conflicting war, tens of thousands, if not millions of South Koreans are going to die in Seoul. So like even General Mattis says, the fact is, the Belt and Road, Trump wanted to make a deal with Xi, this is good. Kindly, uh please expand the story of Mr. Strzok, because uh, this dossier and everything that resulted from it, this is pretty unbelievable. And I think, honestly, if Donald Trump and his uh, functionaries like Sessions don't move on this and take action, people end up whole heads roll and go to jail, get removed from their jobs, etc., uh, then I think Trump is going to have a real hard time. I honestly think Trump and his people have got a handle on it. And you're going to see 2018, the, the swamp is going to be drained.
1: Well, he's going to be removed if he doesn't come out effectively against this network by name, by identifying it. He was right about Comey, completely right. Are you talking about uh, Sessions? No, I'm talking about Trump. Trump oh, Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah, exactly. Trump will. He was I completely mean. right. Well, he has to. Whether he will or not, we don't know, but he has to. The reason I'm saying this is that he now he sent out this thing the other day uh, where he said, uh, this is beginning to make sense now. Now, that was for the people who are part of his Twitter network. It makes sense in the following way. What Strzok represents is an uh, intersecting uh, cog of a web of corruption, which includes the FBI. It includes the CIA. You know who's... Uh, struck used the liaison with in the CIA John Brennan that was wow. his contact in the CIA so this is a guy who worked with Brennan, with Clapper, with Comey who were the three key people in setting up the, the uh, anti-Trump Russian investigation in 2016 during the campaign who went through the FISA court to surveil Trump flynn manafort and others these are the ones who then uh, went with obama to put the new sanctions on russia these are the people who came up with the whole story that the syrians were using chemical weapons so that trump uh, agreed to launch a strike in the syria when he was meeting with xi jinping right. these are the people who from the deep state and through control of sections of the u.s military are committed to confrontation and, if necessary, war with Russia and China, thinking that we could win a war uh, now, but in the future it will be harder, so it's better to take the chance now. Now, the reason this is important for Trump to get ahead of this story is that tweeting is not good enough. He's got to go out and have people lay it out. Now, as I've been mentioned before, Senator Grassley of Iowa has done a very effective job in identifying the corrupt networks in the FBI and the Justice Department that are defending Strzok. One of the key people is Andrew McCabe, the Deputy FBI Director, who is essentially part of the Clinton machine. McCabe's wife ran for state senator in Virginia. She was the beneficiary of $700,000 contributions from mostly Clinton people, including half a million from Terry McAuliffe, the governor of, of Virginia, who used to be Bill Clinton's money bags. Right. Now, McCabe should have recused himself. Struck should never have been allowed near any of these things. The other important thing about Strzok is that the inspector general of the FBI found emails from Strzok when he was working on Mueller's team to his girlfriend, his mistress, I should say, who is an FBI attorney who directly reported to McCabe and the subject of those emails or text messages I should say was derogatory comments about Trump and praising Hillary Clinton. So if Mueller now is saying well look he is a straight arrow he fired struck. Well only after these emails were discovered by the inspector general of the FBI. Uh, Before that Struck was an important member of the team. Weissman, Andrew Weissman, is another one of these guys. Weissman is the person who's going after Manafort. Weissman, when the uh, deputy attorney general, uh, Sally, whatever her name was, uh, uh, I can't remember it right now, uh, blew the whistle on Flynn and was fired, Weissman said, I'm in awe of you in an email to her. Really? So these are the people on the Mueller team who are part of the Clinton-British-Bush uh, networks in U.S. intelligence who are going after Trump because Trump said he was going to change the policy from Bush and Obama. That's what right. this is all about. And all the stuff, whether the Russians are all good, the Chinese are all good, of course they're not all good, but they're playing a role in the world now which is positive. Whereas the United States has had a negative role, a net negative role for the last 16 years. Trump was elected to change it, and they're not going to let him unless he takes them out. And so that's why... Yeah, ever since 9-11. 9-11
2: was the final turning point, which is 10 years to the day since George Bush Sr. announced the New World Order. The New World Order is a hegemony where the Fed Reserve and the U.S. banks and their corporations and intel agencies run the world. And to hell with everybody else. And this is something that uh, a multipolar world where deals are worked out. For example, right now, China is the bad side. They're doing 200 plus billion dollars in of industrial espionage, currency manipulation, etc. But they want to make a deal. And Trump's going to make a deal that's, that gets rid and has reciprocal trade, demilitarizes the South China Sea with these islands, uh, defangs North Korea, hopefully with, with the mediation and real sharp kind of uh... things and it's not cutting off food or necessary fuel it's cutting off parts to make rockets i think if they deal with the banks and deal with china that 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 this administration can defang north korea without killing millions of uh, not only north but south koreans and american soldiers and military there and i don't think it will be limited because if we start a conflict with north korea it'll be a conflict between japan and china and that'll expand to world war and world war is not something you want with china or russia this is not no, a win Bill, war. It will be a Bill, Pyrrhic
1: victory. One, one thing to point out here <clears> is <throat> that there, there is a change, and I, I don't know, I'm sure you're, you've heard something about it. The Japanese are now, for the first time, working with the Chinese and the Russians. Right. This is a huge shift, and it's partly around North Korea, but it's also partly around Japan recognizing that, the, as the Hungarian Prime Minister Orban said, The balance of international initiatives is shifting from the West to the East because in the East there's growth, there's production, there's development. And in the West there's funny money. And the Japanese have been at the forefront of a funny money regime since the 1980s. And Abe's trying to change that now, the Prime Minister of Japan. And where is he looking to change it? He's looking to China. So I think the important thing, if you look at what the Chinese are doing uh, across the board... They're making the right decisions of, in, of putting the investment, putting their money to work in physical production. And that's what appeals to Trump. That's why he's on the same wavelength with Xi Jinping. And so the question is, will he be allowed to do that? And the answer is, not until he cleans out these deep state networks that see this as <clears throat> the end of their ability to dominate and dictate world policy.
2: Right. In other words, the, the antidote to world war... Isn't that you necessarily agree in every meeting? But you make deals so everybody benefits. Reciprocal exactly. trade, opening up the gateways to high-speed rail around the world, opening up trade routes, uh, having you know stopping illegal currency manipulation and cyber hacking and so on, and, th- and the danger of war, which now all of the nations in the world have all kinds of weapon systems that can make it a very pyrrhic victory. Where very little of the human race will survive, even within a few days or weeks. What's coming if it gets out of control? Trade and deals are the solution, aren't they? You know, we're dealing with a situation where you can't just look at the negative elements of what happened in the past. Uh, the uh, things going on, for example, the currency manipulation according to some of the experts that have been you are talking about, that has stopped apparently with statements by Xi and he's tried to set it up so some of the negative things that happened in the past are not happening now. Uh, typically this is what should happen in the future. Number one, um, we have patent protection of patents that are patented in the United States and China. Number two, we, uh, they, they stated uh, that a couple of years ago they stopped it with their quote currency manipulation. We need to have some of their high tech engineers come here and help us start high speed rail. We need to build, uh, the parts of the Belt and Road system. It's not just owned by China, it's actually, in a sense, the ideas started by China, but they're not the primary investors. It's all the nations of the world that need to be reconnected. And trade, and this is a historical thing with the Silk Trail. And my great-grandfather actually owned the largest caravan traveling from Damascus, Syria, to China twice a year. Uh, he was a basha, okay, which is a Syrian Christian. And I can tell you that the they traveled to China. My great-great-grandmother, she, she used to walk to China twice a year. It's the trade with China that stopped them wanting to invade the West. It wasn't Genghis Khan. The Chinese certainly could have uh, over the thousands of years. But because they had the silk trail, it prevented the idea that we don't need to invade them. We're making deals with them. We're buying their stuff that they have, and they're, selling,
1: they're well, buying and our silk. There's an element of Chinese culture which very few Americans know about, which right. is this character named Confucius. Right. And the teachings of Confucius are very close to what you find from the teachings of Jesus Christ, what you find before Christ in the, the works of Plato the idea of the benefit of the other, uh, what right. we, in Christianity, call the golden rule. That was what Confucius taught as his main philosophy. Right. And when Xi Jinping talks about socialism with Chinese characteristics, he's not talking about Karl Marx, he's not talking about Stalin, he's not even talking about Mao, even though they still have pictures of Mao up in China. He's talking about Confucius. He's talking about this tradition which goes back several thousand years now the importance of that is that when we look at the potential for a relationship with a, a, a trade partner what obama was doing with the trans-pacific partnership and the t-tip with europe uh and this goes back to the founding of the world trade organization and GATT, the general agreement on trade and tariffs this was designed by corporations to establish what St. bush senior called the new world order which is a, a world in which sovereign nations have no control over their budgets, no control over their trade terms. It's all in the hands of corporate cartels. That's the and, new world order. And, 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 and
2: corporate about. attorneys that uh, have no representative government. In other words, it's a, it's a world where there's no representation. And, and Europe, by the way, the model for Europe is a, is a template for the new world order. That's why well, they didn't want exactly, nationalism. That,
1: that's exactly the point. The hmm. EU is an example of what you would get if you extended this internationally. That's why the Eastern European nations are rebelling against the EU. You know, two years ago, everyone was saying, oh, the Eastern Europeans are so good because they're going to join us against Russia. Now what the Eastern Europeans are doing, and they just had a conference in Budapest two weeks ago called 16 plus 1, or the Eastern European, Eastern and Central European Economic Cooperation Council. Who was their main speaker? The Chinese foreign minister. They talked about hundreds of trade deals. When you mentioned before other countries working with China, there are now at least 72 nations that are beneficiaries of Chinese government credit, Chinese private banking credit, and initiatives from the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank, Shanghai Cooperation Organization Bank, and so on. These are all funding mechanisms to fund programs in those countries to build their infrastructure. And, you know, I I just attended a lecture the other day, someone who's an expert on uh, land in in Africa. And one of the lines that's out is the Chinese are conducting a huge land grab in Africa. And this guy who's from Belgium said, look, I know about land grabs in Africa because I studied what King Leopold of Belgium did, namely why it was called the Belgian Congo. He said the Chinese, even the big farms in China, or that they're setting up the agricultural programs in Africa, are relatively small scale. And they are entirely run by the Africans themselves to produce food for China. Now, and he said, but their first priority is to produce food for their own nation. So this was a a professor who was condemning the European Union, which is saying that China is threatening to break Europe up between East and West and xi jinping's top foreign policy officials said we don't want europe broken apart we just want europe to function so it can be a good trade partner
2: exactly that's why for example one of the nations that's making really serious strides is greece with china can you talk about that for a moment? And other nations like, uh, yeah. like you know, like Bulgaria and so on. It's not just Eastern European nations. Nations like France should start reconsidering whether or not they need to make trade organizations. Well, the, and Germany now that they have a nationalism that's reemerging. Nationalism means they'll also start considering the trade and stopping sanctions against Russia because Russia. The more we isolate them, the more dangerous they become. This is really well, a bad former, move, isn't it?
1: The, the former foreign minister of or, or prime minister of France, Ra- <coughs> excuse me, Raffarin, trying to speak French, causes me to cough. Uh, Raffarin <laughs> just funny. gave a speech where he said, "We're going to miss out on the Chinese global initiatives." The you mentioned Greece. The Chinese literally bought the port of Piraeus, and now they're turning it into a Greek corporation so that the Greeks can use Piraeus as a central transshipment point in the Mediterranean for goods coming across the New Silk Road through uh, Iran, through uh, Syria, and so on, Turkey as well. Now, the other thing that was just finalized is the uh, Belgrade to Budapest Railroad. And this is a railroad which will cut the travel time from 10 hours to 4 hours between these two capitals. The European Union is saying it shouldn't be built because there are illegal subsidies in the investment policy. What's the illegal subsidy? The Chinese are offering them a 1% loan. Uh, and the, 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 basically the terms are over 15 years. So that undercuts Santander Bank, Lloyd's of London. It, it undercuts the European banks who won't fund that. And so Mrs. LaRouche was just in China, and she looked at this new bridge that's being built near Zhuhai, which connects Macau, the mainland, and Guangdong province and Hong Kong. It's, a, I think, a 45-kilometer road, so it's, what's that, about 35 miles. Uh, it's a bridge over the ocean. And she said, it's spectacular. And they did it in eight years. And she said, we have repair jobs going on in Germany now, which is supposed to be so efficient. Repairing highways in Germany take 10, 12, 15 years because we we don't have a commitment to that. You look at in, in Houston, Texas, the old joke is the Gulf Freeway, the freeway from Houston to Galveston, has been under construction since 1981. So the Chinese are doing these spectacular projects. Uh, there were a hundred, you'll appreciate this, Bill, a hundred thirty patents that went into the engineering to build this bridge so it would be uh, stable, crossing with ocean currents and. Yeah,
2: these are filed by the Chinese and international patent organizations, U.S. and other ones, right?
1: Yes, now, exactly. And well, the, by the way, I,
2: I, I, I want to make a funny statement here, which you can back up, that uh, when they meet these international uh, dignitaries from China and America and the West, 85% of our dignitaries are attorneys, and in China, 85% are engineers, which I think is hilarious. Don't you think it? Uh, well, I'm, think sure they, I'm sure they share some very funny jokes. When all these guys are engineers that are political representatives of China, <laughs> and ours are attorneys, that's kind of funny.
1: Just remember, the West Point was originally up, set up as an engineering school.
2: Yeah. Amazing.
1: Yeah. That was wow. the idea of the Founding Fathers.
2: They had some good ideas, didn't they? I, I think the Chinese has studied that, extracted what they could out of it, and then amplified it in their own culture. That's probably Confucianary, isn't it? com. very important topics you're talking about today and of course we have all those links uh, to LarouchePack.com. we also have another website
1: just on the links for those who have not yet read it go to LarouchePack.com and read the dossier on robert muller it's called robert muller is an amoral legal assassin who will do his job if you let him yeah and it's a that it covers three case studies in which he's worked on behalf of this deep state against the interests of the United States. This is something which we got out uh, about eight weeks ago to the entire U.S. Congress. And we're now seeing that this is being studied, that people now are no longer in awe of this guy. They no longer see him as a straight arrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what's happening is aspects of our... Material LaRouche's material, LaRouche PAC material, is turning up in these investigations in the House and the Senate. Devin Nunez's committee, uh, Grassley's committee, uh, even it's coming out in the uh, Judiciary Committee as well in the Senate. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is that we've made this dossier available to every American. We've reprinted it so there are physical copies. But you can download it from larouchepack.com, And it's right now, as as you and I were talking earlier, the key issue, if someone wants to defend the president, if they wanted to, to fight the Hillary Clinton, Bush networks, and so on, you need to know who these people are, how they operate, and then realize that they're on thin ice if we can move our forces. And in particular, we've got to get Democrats to recognize they're not doing themselves any good, any benefit, by joining this anti-Trump campaign. And, you know, this last week there was an impeachment bill introduced by this Congressman uh, Al Green
2: Uh, from uh, Texas. Fifty-eight Democratic congressmen supported it. How crazy.
1: This is political suicide, too, by the way. What that means, Bill, is that about uh, 140 of them didn't. Right. A lot of the Democrats didn't support it. Now, Al Green is a guy who, if if Al Franken should step down, Al Green should step down. He was having sex with a crack addicted uh, person working on his staff. So, you know, you've got these Come immoral I. sleaze bags. And I, I know him because he was the the district next to mine in, in Houston, Texas, when I lived there. Right. In other words, but you have
2: you have you have goods on him, is what you're saying.
1: Well, I, I know the story about him. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. try not to get too close to him.
2: No, but you're close but enough that you know some ugly details about how corrupt he is. And and when he's trying to come after Trump, it's simply because, and it's not because of Trump's tweets or his personality whatever, it's because Trump is opposing the global control by intel agencies and transnational corporations and the money people, the super banks, the Federal Reserve, etc., to control the whole world despite the fact of the rise of Russia and China and other countries. That's why, for example, there's dozens now of Silicon Valleys. It's not just Silicon Valley, Northern California. There's Silicon Valleys everywhere now.
1: Well, and the the reason I want to really encourage your listeners to do this is that I know that in the United States there is a still-existent anger about the way the population has been treated by politicians, by the media, by the so-called establishment. And there was hope that Trump would do something. And we see that because of some of the appointments he's made and some of the people around him, but also because of the enormous attack on him, that he's held back from doing some of the things he said he was going to do. Now, I was just informed that in the beginning of next year, that is in January 2018, he's going to go ahead and launch the infrastructure plan finally. You know, he wanted to do it in the first hundred days. His first hundred days were spent trying to uh, prevent him from being thrown out as a so-called Putin puppet. So he's been successful in that he's survived. He's got to go beyond that now and start delivering the kind of programs that will cause the American people to say, hey, we made the right decision, we want to support this guy. And I, I think that your listeners on the whole, are articulate enough and educated enough that if they get the, the real hard goods on who Mueller is and who his people are and study them and work on it, that they can be voices that will move congressmen into the fight, congressmen who are like Republicans well, who are still sitting well, on uh, the sidelines. And
2: President Stassi, I'm sure, goes back to the fact within weeks after 9-11, he came in to do a lot of the cover-up, didn't he?
1: He covered up for the Saudis. He covered up for the U.S. support of terrorism. One of the people who opposed the U.S. support of terrorism was Michael Flynn. And here's another thing. This is interesting. Andrew McCabe, the number two guy at the FBI, for three years has been attacking Flynn, going back to the fact that Flynn defended one of his former subordinates who said that McCabe was passing her over for uh, promotion in the fbi because mccabe didn't like her because of her connection to flint so there's a history here that, that people need to know about that people like mccabe and, and comey and muller are not interested in protecting americans from terrorism or from drug criminals <laughs> you know comey worked for the hong kong shanghai bank for a while his brother That's was the actually
2: the His brother was actually the launderer for the largest bank that did uh, laundering of money for illegal drug trade and organ trade in the world.
1: And so this is the so-called straight shooter at the FBI.
2: Yeah, right, uh, sure. Who's
1: now tweeting out Bible verses. So so ridiculous,
2: so ridiculous.
1: So, And I would encourage people, I've just written a new article which I sent you, which goes through how the twin. The, the, the Flynn guilty plea is a pyrrhic victory. Yeah, it's no, not going to last. Now that's not
2: in the, in the batch that I got this morning from uh, from uh, uh, Evelyn Lance, though, right? It's another article yeah. on top of this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that one no, I will have a, in my. Uh, that's there's
1: another a article. article like, a New one. You you can post it. If people want to get it directly from me, they can send me an email at harleysch at gmail Right. It will be posted on my page on the com website. And I'm going to be writing again every week to make sure that the, the update on this corruption, this web of corruption, gets in the hands of the American people. I just last weekend was in uh, a city called Bad Soden, which is a suburb of Frankfurt, for a conference, and had a chance to talk with Mr. LaRouche there, who's still doing quite well at 95 years old. He gets around by himself and. You know, at a certain point, he he just said, so how's your work going on these radio shows? And I said, Lynn, people are hungry for the truth, just as you said they would be. They're finally starting to wake up. And he said, well, it's about damn time. And he was actually very happy to hear that. So I, I I think we've got to take advantage of this opportunity and realize that we're not weak. They're the ones who are weak. We're just inactive. We're not fully mobilized. And if we do that, if we get mobilized around a program, and as you said, a positive program, it's not just get rid of the globalists. It's let's make the United States a productive nation again by working with potential allies, whether they're countries like Kenya, whether they're Italy, whether they're China. It doesn't matter. If countries want to improve the conditions for their people in harmony with us, that's what we should be doing
2: you know the positive things about america are americans are willing to take a challenge americans are innovative and create more things than anybody else including the chinese or anybody in history but the negative things are we're deceived by by intel agencies and by false politics and into the thing that we can dominate the world and there's not a price to pay for that the problem is well, it's that
1: almost it's almost as though they believe that if we spread the fake news enough other countries will listen you know where that was tried before the country where I'm living right now called East Germany. Right. They kept people in the dark, in a bubble. And how long did that last? Well, about 40 years. But eventually the wall came down, and the people in East Germany are still waiting for an improvement in their circumstances.
2: Well, why are they still waiting? Are they waiting because <laughs> their, their, their own psyche is stuck in the East German I, uh, identity? or No, are they because...
1: Because of Merkel, because of the Western politics, because the what the East Germans were told cap our Western capitalism will work, but it's austerity it's budget cutting.
2: yeah and so yeah. they've
1: been cutting the budget.
2: Well you know that's why I agree with Trump you have to grow the economy to reduce the debt. you can't just uh, so this this tax bill can even have some improvements to it before they finally launch it. Uh, amazing discussion. Send me that article. I'll get it posted up because I don't see it in my email, uh, Harley.
1: Well, uh, I did send it this morning. Just just look again.
2: Yeah. I'll, it may be earlier than the one from Evelyn okay. Lance. That's probably the one that yeah. came in before It was Evelyn. earlier. Yeah, ah, it earlier. okay. That's the reason. Yeah, she she you'll be even uh, Evelyn getting the <coughs> article Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, we will see you again the Friday after next, and we may, if we have a chance to do some video before then, uh, check it out, go to LourouchePAC.com and also LourouchePUB.com, laurice, the EIR Executive Intelligence Review. Thank you Harley, another amazing...